Good morning. It's good to see you. It's good to be amongst older friends and great to make some new friends here this morning. And particularly want to thank Sam for inviting us um, to speak. Uh, isn't he a great pastor? It's good isn't it, sometimes to affirm that we've got good people, good quality people amongst us. And he led us so well in worship. And it's so good to see that both churches um, together, coming together as one people to declare the praises of God in Norwich. So thank you for inviting us. And um, this morning, I'm going to speak briefly. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not a preacher that goes on forever and ever. Your, your dinner's safe. And uh, you don't have to think, uh, have I sort of like left it in too long? So the question I want to ask at the start of this message is this. Where do you call home? Where do you call home? And if you've got your Bibles or your phone, if you'd like to turn to Psalm 68. Psalm 68. And we're going to just read a few verses from 4 to 8. Psalm 68, verse 4 to 8. And it says there, sing to God, sing praise to his name. That's what we've been doing this morning. It's whole him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord and rejoice before him. A father to the fatherless, a defender of the widow, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoner with singing. But the rebellious live in sun-scorched land. So, Father God, we pray that as we look at your word together today, we ask that you just bring light and freedom, and that, Lord, that your truth will just break um, false concepts, and that, Lord, you will be exalted. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things we've got to realize this morning is that God's heart is for the family. It's God's idea. It wasn't sort of like a vague idea. It's God's idea. And God never intended that we should be alone, in isolation, or hiding. Right at the beginning of Genesis, it talks about in Genesis 2 verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. And so God knew that we're not very good on our own. He knew that we're not very good in isolation. And we find this continues through Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 and 10, where it says there, two are better than one. We often use this scripture when we marry people, but it's so true. Two are better than one because they have good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity is the man who falls and no one's there to help him up. And in the church, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about us being a body made of many parts. And aren't you glad that we're all not the same? Aren't you glad that Christ has brought us together? And I often think in my life, is the people that I encounter in the body of Christ, I probably would have never met in real life, in normal circumstances. And it's great that he's brought us into his kingdom, he's brought us into his body, and 
maybe just turn to someone around you and say, I'm glad he's brought you into this body. Isn't it good? Yeah, that he's brought us into his body. Um, many, many years ago, I'm showing my age now, but um, there was a song by Simon and Garth Uncle, which talks about I am a rock. And, it, and there was a really depressing sort of like set of li- lyrics which went, I've built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none can penetrate. I have no need of friendship because it causes pain. And the unfortunate thing is that song was meant, meant, wrote many, many years ago, and yet it's still painfully true of people in our society. And the church is the answer to loneliness. The church is, should be the first and the foremost in that. The church isn't sort of like something that takes back seats. And if you follow figures, figures will tell us that people are increasingly lonely. And during COVID, we found that many people struggled with isolation. And even recent figures I was reading the other day, younger people struggle with loneliness. And sometimes there's a loneliness because there's no physical or conversational um, touch of people. But there's also a loneliness that when you're in a crowd of people, you feel alone. So it's not necessary that you haven't got anyone physical um, to talk to. It's the fact of a loneliness within. And so Psalm 68 verse 6 says that God has placed the lonely into families. God has caused those that are on their own to be put into families and it's not just a statement in the Old Testament that is true of today. It's a real thing within the Old Testament. Is that we often think, why were families so important? And if you read a number of scriptures in the Old Testament, it talks about the importance of family. It talks about the importance of community. It talks about being amongst friends and family. And the main reason was that there was no social services. There was no hospitals. There was nowhere where people, when they got old, that they could actually go into a retirement home or they could go and live with family. If they didn't have family, if they weren't in a home, they would probably starve to death or just die of loneliness. And, it's, and that's why the Bible in the Old Testament was so saying this is why you should have loads of children. It wasn't just to bless them. It's actually saying if you have loads of children, you're more likely to actually have a good old age. It's almost children in those days was your pension. We often talk about sowing into a pension. where you sowed into the family to get a pension? Who look after you when you're in your old age. So that's why it's really, really important that families are part of God's community, part of what God's called us to be. And so often within church communities, we're often said, and it's not sort of like necessarily spoken, but sometimes it's often indicated that the best 
is that if you get married and you have loads and loads of children, and that shows God's blessing upon you. Um, but if you happen to be single or divorced or widowed or have no children, you're not quietly made the mark. But one of the things I want to just say very clearly as part of what we talk about in this Family Matters series is that God doesn't see singleness as second best. God doesn't see singleness as second best. We are all part of his family. We're all called to be with him. And being single at 20 may be different to being single at 30, 40, or 70. There are different circumstances, and sometimes people choose not to marry. You know, there is a gift of singleness within scriptures. Other people happen to be divorced. Others are widows. It doesn't necessarily make you a second-class citizen. It puts you into the family of God. We're here together. And um, we're called to have different roles and different functions. One of the things I I can be really, really grateful for in my early days, I came a Christian because someone brought me to this church when I was 12 years old. And I was brought along... And a lot of the input, the things that make me who I am today, is because the different influences people had on my life. just want to honour sort of like Ray Johnson and Joyce Johnson in the sense that I remember being part of a youth group, and I'm sure it was illegal then, it's certainly illegal now, but often in Ray's estate car, he would take about eight to ten people back in his car, um, to his house for fellowship. Do you remember that, Ray? Yeah. yeah. And, and George used to always put on a lovely supper. And, you know, and we, there'd be like two people in the front seat, and that wasn't including the driver. And there'd be loads of people in the boot. But it was a sense of community, a sense of belonging. And um, I can be really thankful that... God placed me into this family. He, he helped me grow. He helped me develop. He brought lots of things around. I, it's good to see Maxine and Robin. One of the things of my memories with Maxine and Robin, Maxine introduced me to Spice. I remember we went round your house, and um, it wasn't a curry, but it's a spicy dish, and I was sweating, <laughs> you know, and I was just eating. It was lovely. But it had full of spice in there. But it's so important that in the early days of finding faith, that we find not only faith in Jesus, we find community with one another. We can't survive on our own. We can't survive in isolation. We can't survive in loneliness. And so God places within our hearts and in our lives brothers and sisters who will walk with us. And we need people that will stand with us. Who are the people in our family? And maybe that's sort of like a natural family, or maybe that's family in church community. Who are the people you can ring up at four o'clock in the morning and say, my car's broken down, will you come and pick me up? You know, the answer might be it depends where from. 
<laughs> but, you know, it's these people, quality relationships, which are really, really important. See, in the church, God never created us to have cliques. He called us to have community. He called us to mix with each other. And it's no point just being in isolation with each other. So what does being the family, what does that actually look like of actually God placing us into families? And I've written down four things. Don't worry, I'm going to go through them very quickly. But hopefully you will be able to grab hold of them and make sense. So I think the first one, I like to say, he puts us into families to provide support and caring. I haven't come with deep revelation this morning. <laughs> support and care. Who looks out for you? Who misses you when you're not at church? Who texts you and say, missed you this morning? Are you okay? And these are fundamental things that we need to be able to sort of like connect with one another. And you can't text someone unless someone's got your number. So it's really important to share. And let me just say that, you know, we need that depth of relationship to connect with each other. So this isn't just like, and I love the way Sam said, this isn't just a meeting. This isn't just sort of like a time to get. It's community where we as a community come to worship God, hear and support one another. So it's really important that we support and care for each other. Secondly, I would say hospitality. Hospitality. One of the things I feel that God's called us to is show hospitality to each other. And this has got to be more than just having a cup of tea at the end of the service. Hospitality is inviting you into each other's homes, inviting you. You may say, well, I haven't got a home to invite people. Invite someone to a coffee shop. Invite This time of the year is so beautiful. You can invite for a walk, go to the park. Make them connections. And so hospitality... And one of the things I noticed when I was looking and preparing for this is that, I won't do it all today, but one of the things I would say is, in the New Testament, there's seven different references about hospitality. Do you think God's got something to say about that? Seven different references. talks about practicing hospitality. And I think for us, we often think, well, it's a take it or leave it. New Testament seems to suggest it's really important. It's really important to gather, to connect, and to go beyond just being like a, a surface le- level. He's called us to actually be connected and live for each other, with each other. That's what the church is all about. And so often we're thought, if we turn up on Sunday, that is great, and we're done our duty, tick the box, and we can continue living. See, the whole purpose of the church, and particularly when you look in New Testament times, was the gathered body. It wasn't just sort of like, just meeting now and again, it was living in community. How does that, do you know people's needs? Do you know people's wants? Do you know 
various things about them. Because sometimes we need to be in a position to share, and sometimes we need to be in a position to listen. So practice hospitality. The third thing is, is being part where God places us actually into the body is this, that we're called to be part of a church. We're called to be part of growing and developing together. Hebrews 10.25 talks about, do not neglect coming together. And one of the great things is that as a visiting speaker, you can sometimes say things in other churches that you can't always say in your own church when giving it a dig. But don't see church as an occasional, optional thing to come to. Thinking, well, if we ain't got anything better to do, we'll come to church on Sunday. But make it your practice to block out Sundays for community. Actually make that intentional to actually come to church. Because sometimes, I know that I was reading a while ago, that in America, when people talk to people and they say, do you come regularly to church? And they will say yes. And then they say, how regularly do you come? And they say once a month. And in their minds, it's regular, where the Bible seems to suggest we need to gather as much as we can. And I'm not talking about people who's got responsibilities and jobs. But what I'm saying is, make it the highest priority, not the lowest priority, to gather and come along and be part and encourage one another. And lastly, I want to talk about encouragement. Why do God place us in, into families? It's to encourage one another, to actually bless one another. You know, sometimes we live in a world which is so negative. Sometimes we live in challenging situations. And there be, may be people here who's, who's in work, related stress maybe sort of like you live in a family that's actually quite hard going and God wants to encourage us and we find encouragement from one another we need to be blessing one another not necessarily sort of like saying you should be doing this you should be doing that we need to be uplifting one another and it's great to sort of like give praise to God for each other it's good to actually say that it's nice to see each other. And so one of the things I want to do as part of my response today, and I don't know if you've ever done it, um, but we'll go have a go. Most of you, if not all of you, have got a phone. Um, if you've got a phone, do you want to just get out and wave it to me? It's okay to get the phone out in church. You know, sometimes... Uh, that's great. Now, what I would like to encourage you to do is open your phone. It's okay. You know, try not look at the messages that have come through um, since you've been here. Try not to reply. But think of one person now who you can encourage for a text. Can you think of one person and text them? And, you know, so don't feel embarrassed. It's part of the kingdom, and it may be a Christian, it may be a non-Christian, but encourage them. So you've got one minute, and you know, sort of like, don't feel embarrassed, don't feel sort of like strange. It's a good way to actually encourage people, just to text them, and that. So, are you ready, church?
Some of you look a bit nervous. Some of you look like the, 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 the fire of God's going to come upon you if you get your phone out in church. But I'm encouraging you to use modern technology to encourage at least one person. And you may just want to say, thank you for doing something this week. Maybe you want to bless someone them being your friend. Maybe you want to encourage them for the birthday gift. Or, but just pick up your phone, ready, steady, text. Some of you wish you had brought your phone this morning rather than leaving it at home. But even when you get home, it's a good thing to actually text someone. One of the things I do as a pastor is that when I, I get stuck in a queue in the supermarket, or I, get, I, I will pick up my phone and will text various people just to tell them that I appreciate, appreciate what they do. And it's just such an easy way to do it. It takes less than a minute to actually just write a text and send it. And people are blessed. And it'd be great in this week if loads of you just text Sam to tell him he's a great pastor. That he's pinging um, during the week just to encourage each other, encourage people, encourage the leaders. You know, it's good just to say thank you for doing such a great job. You know, because sometimes we live in an ungrateful society where people don't even thank you when you're driving your car and you let them come past. They don't put their hand up. Don't get me started on that. But, you know, they just drive past. And I thought, I pulled over to allow you to get past. And they just drive on past. You know, I, you know, put your hand up. But maybe even today, just encourage, put your arm around him. It's great that Sam sort of like welcomed um, Maxine and Robin back after not being able to be here for four months or so. It's a good thing to do. It's being part of the family. And, and so as we come to conclude this morning, God has placed the lonely into families First of all, God wants to place you into a family. And, you know, don't resist him. Don't kick against it. Don't pretend you haven't heard him. God wants to place you into families. Let me just say as a practical thing, don't be weird. You know, it's sort of like sometimes we don't always want people around us because they're being weird. Don't be weird. Just be yourself. You don't have to be anything else. But families... And maybe you're sort of like a student. You may want to form student families. It's not necessarily a nuclear family. Maybe there's a few single people here together and say, should we meet every so often for a meal? Should we meet someone to pray and help each other and support each other? So let's just pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you placed us into families. Lord, I want to pray that those who are struggling will find support in their
their family. Those who are like hurting will find care and support in families. Help us be a people of encouragement. Help us be people that will give support and help. And Lord, we pray that you'll just help us as we move forward. That Lord, that you'll build this church. That Lord, you'll bless this church. That Lord, you'll cause your favour to rest upon this church. And that Lord, I ask that you continue to bless and favour and cause, Lord, growth to sprout out. And so, Lord, we commit this time unto you, and we pray that, Lord, that you will raise up the people that will cause encouragement and cause people to gather around them to be supporters for asking in Jesus' name. Amen.